1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by. Yak for all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com.
0: Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting, go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com.
2: Now let's get this show started. what's going on facebook live youtube hi jay so Brian? long time no see man i know it's been a minute huh well as far as podcasts go <laughs>
3: as far as podcasts go. <laughs> uh
2: got a great show tonight we got a couple of our hosts in the house uh little house cleaning first go down hit that share button in that lower left hand corner I just shared the stream up uh let's get some people in here as we go throughout the show if you guys got any questions comments drop them in the comment section uh we'll try to get those answered for you guys uh we got some hot topics we're going to talk tonight um first i want to um say thank you to everybody that uh commented and sent me messages text messages phone calls uh the kayak fishing community is awesome uh we missed last week's show jay was out with uh illness No, you were in tennessee last week
3: yeah
2: it was the week week
3: before
2: the the week before jay had some surgery and uh last week my daughter was in a rollover crash thank god she's okay so um I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for uh, the prayers, the thoughts, and all that good stuff. Uh, it could have been much, much worse than it was. So, um, Everything good on your end now? The, the surgery and everything? I know you missed uh, yeah. a couple weeks. You were in some pain, my man. I mean, there was a few times I talked to you and you were like, <laughs> sounded like death.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it pretty much was. It was like the longest week of my life. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much self-induced for the most part, but I didn't know what else to do. So, but uh, yeah, I'm all good, man. But, you know, it's uh, it's been one hell of a month. <laughs> yeah,
2: I hear you, man. It's been a roller coaster for sure, for sure. So, but uh, we got uh, let's get these guys in the house. We got Dustin, aka Doodoo Nichols, What's and up, everybody? Uh, Armando Solá. Armando Solá. Oh, customer.
4: Uh, two weeks in a row, I'm making
2: it. What's
5: good, my fellas?
4: It's good, man. Just wrapping up Nice that to word see you week.
5: guys. Nice to see you back,
3: Jay. Thanks, man. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> Jay, the man of many words, is back yeah. in the house. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just,
2: uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dustin, you had, uh, you took what first or second in that tournament? second place uh second yeah place. i
4: went up and fished uh northeast texas kayak bass leagues uh they got a fall series that kicked off uh first event on lake athens uh, never had been on the lake i went up there straight out of night shift straight off graveyards drove up there and <laughs> fished that afternoon uh figured out a pretty good top water pattern and uh you know got some awesome fish on a on the jerk bait too on some brush piles and uh tried to repeat that in the morning uh it started off kind of slow um, but as the water warmed up, you know, it was 36 degrees that morning up there. It was a pretty cool start to the morning. Uh, but once that sun came up, started warming things up. Uh, you know, I kind of put that, uh, that head one knocker in my hand and and I didn't put it down. I put a, you know, halfway decent five lip five fish limit on a slow day, 84.75, uh, me and, you know, I had a little, I, I called one time, I went back and forth with the cliff, uh couple times and then uh he ended up beating me by half an inch in the, the end of the day but uh you know i was happy i was super happy with what i found yeah. yeah definitely stoked on that to go up there and uh ruffle some feathers coming from the salt water down here and go yeah the boy <it could> <laughs> can <catch, laughs> still catch some bass you know how did yeah. you like
5: lake, lake athens you like there, it correct?
4: i like no nah, that was my first time on it really I like that like oh yeah mm-hmm.
5: grassy is
4: uh actually some of the grass is is gone looks like they sprayed a lot of it but oh really there's, there's still plenty in there but you know it's uh i really liked it i'm gonna go back up there and fish it again for sure especially and that's next in. year their, their schedule's looking pretty good um it's about 45 minutes southwest of uh, tyler it's about five so, hours from me
5: okay supposedly so the toyota Lanka program is near there and then the release- fisheries they release some of those big tanks that people donate when they catch them, they release them back. To- they release them in there.
4: Mm. We yep. saw a lady driving, uh, her little golf cart over there and release one the other day. Nice. <laughs> that evening. Nice. Some that big Friday ones evening. There. Yeah. There's some big fish in there. I did. I did. I, I ripped off a pretty good one on the wake on a, a jerk bait around seven 30 on tournament morning. Um, I keyed in some fish on a brush pile on a boathouse and, uh, you know, jerk baits and hooks sometimes they're a little weaker than others. I should have probably I probably should have upgraded those hooks, the stock hooks on there. I have I just I pulled one off. It's was pretty pretty good size fish.
5: Huh. That was my first sentiment, Lake Athens.
4: Lovely. Yeah, I, I dig that lake. I I didn't really fish um I fished the mid lake and I fished the upper part of the lake. I didn't really get down around the dam area and those islands down there, but I know there's some good stuff down there too, but uh, from what I saw, I really really dug it. It's a smaller lake, but it's uh, it's got a lot of my uh, qualities in the fishery that I like: lily pads and some grass, some hydrilla, some milfoil. um Power fishing, yeah, top water all day. I, I was digging
2: that. <laughs> heck yeah, heck yeah, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> what about you, Armando? What have you been up to, man? I know, man, you I got fishing, my.
5: Yeah, oh. I got finally got to put some of the. Um, uh... Fly fishing rods from Douglas to do some work. I've been meaning, I've been trying, but it's just struggle, man. <laughs> Casting on a, <laughs> fly fishing, um, but I went with Jacob from Jacob Fish and Hunt. Um, he's a huge fan of paddle and fin. You all, you all know him. You talked to him, Jay. I think you talked to him. He talked Brad. Um, he's always you know posting and 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 reposting our stuff, and so he's a huge fan of the of not just ba- battle and fin in general. Yeah. So we got to talk a little bit, and he told me he's like, "Hey man, let's go to the Brazos, go for some stripers there." And uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. Finally, finally got one striper on the line, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Never, nice. never caught one until this time, but might we got might might do it tomorrow again. We'll see. On the, on the fly rod. Yep. What what are, you th- th- rod? are you throwing? You throwing like a, a four weight, six weight, eight weight? Um, six weight. The sky okay. G from Douglas, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're throwing the, the game change. I think they call them game changer lures. It's like a swim bait for yep. um, for fly fishing, and I I really don't know the names of the baits. I mean, yeah, it's says got Uber like a it's got like a cone
2: head weight with a bunch of feathers as the body yeah, jointed. Yeah, 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 yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. Jacob got in like we were casting, and we it's funny because we we're walking up the river, and Jacob has caught a few of them. And I see this big wake going up river. I'm like, that's gotta be like a huge buffalo. And I and the water is really clear. And I'm look at it and I'm like, um, uh, Jacob and I'm like, like, look at that thing, it's, it's, it's a striper. And we can see the wake, like it would go, I mean, it's not a wide river, but we can see the wake from one side to the other. And it's like, no, that's gotta be there. So we started casting there and I took the drone out. And I while he was casting, I was operating the drone. And I looked down, and there was a whole school of them. Right. Nice. I mean, it was just like twenty or thirty of them. So we started throwing that game. He started throwing that game changer, and uh, sure enough, that big striper it just ripped it completely clean, and that was the only one he had left. So we started doing like uh, more like fly dry flies. So it got complicated after that.
3: She's I see his eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: What's up Josh? What's
6: up my homies? <laughs> no.
4: What's up? What's up Tommy Burch? Ah, <sighs> Tommy, Hey, look dude. Look. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, repin tide waters. So, I kind of took a hiatus with that, you know, with COVID and all that mess. Uh I think I'm going to have to revamp some designs and put
2: Dude, that more things shirt. Out. That shirt, the the fabric is so oh, yeah. soft and comfortable. Oh, so soft. oh yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yep those are good shirts, just to wear in the summer too. They're lightweight and they they stretch and they, you know, they fit well. and they're, the <laughs> design's pretty cool and it's it's, it's company. Shoot, yeah.
3: it's an XL. You, 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 and you probably wear
6: kinda
2: them kinda in a third. So it's
4: yeah, they're kind of <laughs> slim fit though. They're kind of that slim fit style, kind of like
2: yeah. So Armando, wow. you said you were flying the drone.
5: That's like new to your arsenal, huh? I've had it. You remember, okay, so you remember Saulo. He used to be my co-host in the Spanish yeah, yeah. podcast. He moved With to Greece. Greece yeah. So he, before he moved, he, he was selling it. So, he, um, so I bought it for him, like dirt cheap. But I haven't had the chance to use it a whole lot because I figured, I mean, I'm still learning to fish and I don't want to lose too much time trying to create content while I could be learning. So now <laughs> this year, I'm more like, you know what? Let me let me give it a try. Let me try to get some footage. I was using the Sky G um, like I mentioned from Douglas, and it's an amazing rod. Um, Jacob, who's been fishing a long time, he held the rod for the first time. He just couldn't believe the six weight was that light. Yeah, and I yeah. tried his rod, and I was like, I can't believe yours is so heavy. Like, it's yeah. the only rod I've ever used, and it's an $800 rod. So here I am being spoiled my first time. Um, but So we figured, let's get some footage, you know, uh, to do the promo for Douglas. He's now uh, one of the Douglas uh, pro staff as well. You know, we are, you are, I am, um, so is, um, uh, Brad Hicks. So I figured, you know, we need, I need to get some posts done for Douglas and it's an amazing rod and I loved it. Uh, but yeah, man, it was fun using the drone. I was like, I wonder how many tournament anglers take a drone with them in pre-fishing and try to like scout areas. Cause I was amazed. Like I couldn't, we couldn't see the, even though it was kind of clear water, we couldn't see the fish five feet from us. And here we are standing, and there's a school of like thirty stripers, big stripers, just like ten feet from us, and we can't see them, but I can see them on the drone. Yeah. So I wonder. I was like, man, I wonder how many people have thought of this. Like, let me scout the area pre-fishing and fly my drone around.
4: Inshore wise, where you're not supposed to use them to catch the fish.
5: No, not on a tournament, but like pre-fishing. No,
4: just in general. Yeah, in general. Oh, really? Yes. It's kind of so they, like weird. weird
6: stuff like that with hunting. There's right? some
4: weird stuff with the drone. Um, some weird rules as far as as fishing. Um, Just in general, not not T- tournaments. TPWD. Yeah, not not tournaments yeah. either.
6: Yeah. Oh, I didn't That's, even know that. It's probably done on a state by state basis, but yeah, I'm sure um, it is. Like Jay and Brian, you guys are both hunters. They have uh, laws against like um, if you're in, if you and your buddies are in tree stand, you're actually technically not allowed a lot of times in some states communicate via phone if you know there's a deer in the area um, especially for people who are uh, pushing deer out like they'll yeah. try to use radios and stuff like yes. that and some some states allow it a lot of times it's, it's done on a state by state basis but i've heard of weird yeah. laws and regulations that as soon as you start introducing technology into it it uh makes it a little too unfair at times
2: I know there's no laws up here in regards of communication. Like, like in Wisconsin, deer drives are illegal. You can text message, you can phone call oh, or really? make phone calls, all that stuff. But I don't, I think there is something in place where you can't fly a drone to scout deer if you have a weapon on weapon. you or right. with you. Um, but with that being said, like, uh, when I was out of town the other week and I shot a deer and we were tracking it and in Illinois, there's a, there isn't a fair chase law. So fair chase law is if a deer crosses in a private property um, and you have a a blood trail, you can go onto that private property to retrieve the deer So we don't have that in Illinois and and you have to get landowner permission. Well, I was hunting public land. This deer crossed over into public and I went, knocked on the doorbell or knocked on the door, rang the doorbell. Nobody answered, uh, went to cell service, did Google searches, found a phone number, called it several times. And, uh, there was no voicemail and, (laughs) um, So I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? Well, in the meantime, I had called the game warden to see if I had any options. And, uh, you know, she got back to me and she's like, unfortunately, you don't like, you know, you can go leave a note on the front door, say, hey, I'm going to be in town if, you know, it's okay, Give me a call. uh, Let me come retrieve my deer. Well, um, in the meantime, I was texting Jay because Jay's like, did you find your deer yet? And I'm like, (laughs) no, it's in private land. And he's like, fly your drone. And I was like, yeah. hmm, that's hmm. not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So I threw the drone up and I was trying to see if I could locate it from the sky. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't have any success. But I think in that kind of situation, you'd be okay, you know, trying to retrieve an animal. I did have a bow with me in my truck. Um, so I kind of walked away from the vehicle, obviously, when I was flying the drone. But yeah, yeah. Um, I could see it being like one of those things where, you know, for pre-fishing for a tournament or something like that, like it being totally illegal, you know,
0: but. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies. And weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: I don't know; it's one of those things.
5: Well, uh, before you go on the, so I'm recording with Bass and Bruce, and I top in because he's running late, but now he's ready, so I got to bounce and record the right, an episode with Bass and Bruce. It's going to be uh, airing tomorrow, so. Nice work. to see everyone. All right. cool. See you later, later. See you, cool, okay.
2: later. What have you been up to, Josh?
3: Yeah, work, kids, work. and kids. there. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: the bearded panda.
6: Yeah, dude, <laughs> I decided I'm gonna grow it out, and I'm actually check this out, Brian. Oh, I'm boy. growing my hair out.
4: What? Too. Oh, oh I've never God. seen him
2: without a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I have, but usually he's like bald, like <laughs> yeah. bicked to bald.
6: And I'm out. not bald yeah. at all. Like I just shaved my head. You yeah, know, yeah. dude. When you get a collection of enough shitty haircuts, you <laughs> yeah. know, and the price of them, you know, remember the day yeah. it was like seven, eight bucks, ten bucks at the most. I went <laughs> like to my what? barber and he was like, "That's twenty five dollars." I'm like, "What happened to the 10? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, times have changed, man. Pro I'm cuts like, or whatever I, that
4: place is. I need the kids cut, please,
2: for seven dollars.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. Sit <laughs> on the little train.
2: Dude, yeah, who's doo-doo, yeah, in the little yeah. airplane seat yep. you know <laughs> with a lollipop oh, oh man, shit, I've, been, no.
6: I've been sick for the past two weeks oh damn dude so i took a covid test today and tested negative so that was good but um the kids had something they passed back and forth a couple times and um i thought i was over it and then last weekend dude i started coughing and i haven't stopped coughing since last friday so jeez oh, but I mean, I'm good overall. Like, no fever or anything. It's just when I go to lay down, man, it's like I've been smoking a pack of cigarettes throughout the day. So,
2: that's bad for your health, man.
6: Yeah. But besides that, Jay, are you in Tennessee?
3: I'm not yet. No, I'm in Illinois right now.
6: Okay. I, I've
3: been back and
6: forth. To Tennessee?
3: Yeah. No, in April is pretty much the deadline. I'm out of Illinois at that point. And I'll they be can. at the new
2: house, yeah. and he's up by Watts Bar. Yep. Are you going to go with him, Brian? I told him to clear a spot in his backyard for my TP. He thinks yeah. I'm joking.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's just gonna show up. dude I'm just gonna show up one day and come up there and fish.
6: That
3: That's place. fine, dude. You guys are. I don't care. Just let me know. Like there's, yeah. dude. There's, there's a. He uh, won't so, let me.
6: He won't let me come. No,
3: not Josh. I don't like. He you. hates but me, dude. I, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of enduring him right now. It's purely toleration. I know. But uh there's a, there's a. What is it? The, the Clinch River um, is five minutes from my house. There's a, uh, a launch, like right down the street from my house, and then. Oh, cool, dude. The Norris. Uh, well, and of course, Watts Bar is part of the Clinch, mm. uh, as well as Melton Lake and then Norris Lake is 25 minutes away which, are, which is a reservoir. So there's some pretty, you know, there's a lot of water around the house. It's Cherokee Lake's not too far either, right? Yeah, yeah, so you've got uh you got Norris, what is it? It's Norris, Cherokee, Douglas. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thank you. See? I like Josh again. Well, <laughs> hold, hold on, let me
6: r- ruin it real quick. When did you start with the stash, bro? I know, I know. I it's so funny.
3: <laughs>
6: I knew I was gonna you know what?
3: I, I just I don't care. You look you like
6: a mole cop.
2: I'm just gonna say
4: Yeah. I said Stop. he looked like Ron Jeremy.
2: I thought <laughs> he looked like Mario. Mario, <laughs> Super Mario, yeah.
4: Know,
3: so it was great, great all seeing all. you all you guys. I gotta <laughs> go. Kidding. I gotta think. Oh hold on, let me really oh, look at the time. <laughs> oh, it's time to go. Time to go jump on some mushrooms. Yeah, there throw you go. Grow the beard, out. Uh, throw the, throw the beard no, I actually did have it going on, and then I just shaved it off and kept this. I don't yeah, he usually I does
2: good. it. He usually does the uh, the neck warmer. Yeah, the neck warmer. Neck warmer. Neck
3: warmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm beard challenged. That's funny. That's so uh,
4: I wish so, I could grow one out. Work keeps me from doing it. But if I I could grow one, I'd have a freaking zz top
3: beard if they let me oh man like, my dad used to be able to rock one i'm just i was just like thanks dad you yep. passed that to me what the hell yep. <laughs> that's
2: funny <laughs> um so one of the hot topics this week and i wanted to get your guys's take on it um you know the hobie bos mm-hmm. championship just wrapped up yep. uh jordan TRC. marshall uh just won uh angler of the year so there's been a lot of stipulation on, like, what should the angler of the year look like. Uh, Ewing Minor had a, a pretty stellar year, led AOI pretty much the whole year, I think it was. Yeah. And Drew was in second place. Drew missed the TOC. Um, but, um, you know, Ewing got bumped out. Jordan had a better finish at the TOC and ended up taking it home. Yeah. Um So what's your guys' thoughts on that? Because, you know, typically most tournament series, it's your best three finishes, um, you know, go towards your AOI. Uh, You know, typically a trail can have anywhere between five and eight events, right? And uh, three of your best finishes go towards AOI. And then they usually weight like that championship heavier, I believe, Mm -hmm. kbf does the same thing uh bass doesn't have it um i know there's some small grassroots clubs that do the same thing so like what's your thoughts on that i've seen i've seen a lot of uh different suggestions and things like that um i know like one of the biggest arguments was is it's the Hobie bass open it's an open series so you know, it's not like you're committed to fishing all those events. Uh, you know, some guys will fish three, some guys will fish them all. Um, there's no stipulation on that. Um, I've seen a lot of comments out there where, you know, guys and gals think you should f- have to fish every event or let me rephrase that. Uh, every event should go towards your AOI, um, <clears throat> and things like that. So, uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, we'll start with doo cause, uh, He's fresh off a of second place, wasn't it?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, yeah, I'm all for, you know, having your best three out of say, if there's six events or, or say if there's seven events, maybe your best four out of seven. And if it's a five event trail, maybe your best three out of five. And then having that championship as a, uh, the weighted more, yeah. more points, you know, like a point and a half or something like that. Sure. Um, uh, spread instead of a one point spread Some, something a little different <laughs> different um yeah i'm all for that I, I just uh fishing everything like having an eight eight trails not everybody's going to be able to make eight events
2: sure
3: uh, not, not like tough. yeah not like a normal like everyday yeah. you know joe like us
4: yeah i'm definitely not because i'm fishing salt water too
2: <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm,
4: yeah, this it's definitely I, I I have to pick and choose, and I'm kind of looking at all these schedules coming out. Like, man, what am I going to try to do, in 2022? Am I really? Am i going to get out and make a run and and try to make some more national events, or am I going to fish our really cool trails in Texas, like the TKC, um, the Southeast Texas, and then the Northeast Texas events, and then the ones that Duke runs. Uh, I mean, there's just so many options over here. But on top of that, we have a new Redfish Trail about to start up. Galveston Redfish Series. Um, they actually been around a while, but it's under new ownership, and they're bringing the kayak team addition back. And then you know we just have, we just have a lot of stuff going on in the stuff.
2: in those saltwater tournaments. Do they have an Aoi system as well?
4: Some of the trails do. Um, some of them will have uh, you know your best. All your events will add up, and you'll have a team of the year. You know depending on okay. how many. I mean, and they'll drop your your they'll drop one score for you. You okay know, that's how this last one we just fished was the uh for the uh, saltwater angler redfish professional redfish league um just like that too uh it all depends on the trail you know but yeah i like to i like to at least have you know you get to drop a couple say you can't make all of them you, you right. can at least make three and all them three count but if you can make you know four out of five and you drop your lowest score your best three counts and then you go to the championship and
2: you know you still got a shot you know sure 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 yeah. how about you josh
6: um, so the way with the Hobie is right now, it is really, really, really Southeast heavy. So in a way you would almost be able to see where they could pull that off. Right. Because it's there. I mean, there is some places it it kind of goes far out, but I don't know. I'm I agree with Dudu. I think uh, based off the number of events, maybe they could add one or two more, you know, onto that instead of like three. So if it's like, you know, eight events, like maybe your best five or six, you know, but if it's like eight and it's your best three, I'm not a fan of that then. Yeah. You know, um, I think it would need to, you know, and I don't, I I like that they are waiting, you know, making a heavier weights weighted system on that championship for sure. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of times they don't. Uh, like a lot of the grassroots clubs, well, some the one I know around here, I don't think they weighed it. It's just another number at the end. Um, and I'm not even 100% sure that it really plays into it if they don't keep the AOI uh, separate. I separate from this. the championship. Yeah, the I'm not sure, though.
0: So. Okay.
6: <laughs> but I don't know, man. Um, I think that's where we could – it'd be cool to see see a tournament schedule – you know a series that open up to that travels more broad but the problem is is that the money's not there for kayak anglers to be able to commit those kind of resources and follow a trail like that you know yeah i mean you got your big bass boat guys and stuff like that and you know most of that money comes uh, from or some of it comes from sponsors but you know we've heard the stories of when those guys are starting man they are forking out a lot of money to you know and tournament fees and that sort of thing to be able to travel and uh you know follow a series like that you know
2: yeah it's it's not as luxurious as most is it, yeah. think it is you know oh, for uh, sure <laughs> uh i learned that I, and i have mentioned it before 2019 that flw event was going on mm-hmm. and uh, i was at the campground there was a bunch of guys with like you know uh truck bed campers i saw one dude eating like uh what's the, like the little hot dogs in a can dude vienna sausages yeah. yeah he was like heated it up legit in his campfire and was eating it out of the can like that that was uh that was his dinner you know what i mean like <laughs> These guys aren't eating T-bone steaks every night, like while they're on the road. Um, ramen and peanut butter and jellies, and exactly, and devil exactly. ham, potted meat. Yeah, spam. exactly <laughs> spam. Yeah, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, but uh, no, I totally agree with that. I think, like, if if you want to count all the events towards AOI, it's got to be like like an elite, like the elite series, where you know you're paying all your tournament fees up front beginning of the year and you're committed to the whole season. And I think they still drop your worst one, maybe worst two scores. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I know they drop at least one score, I believe, but um, you know, and I saw a lot of discussion going on about that. I can see that happening in the future, but like Josh said, it's not there. And I guess that's a good segue, too, because, uh, KBF announced that they're bringing back their pro series, um, which, you know, Jimmy was texting me last night or this morning or something. Um, and, uh, he sent me all the, uh, specifics for that. Cause he asked me if I would fish it again. And, um, they're just doing it in conjunction with the regular trail series events. I thought they were going to do a completely separate trail when I thought Chad had announced that, but I could be a hundred percent wrong. Like I'm not going to lie. I haven't followed the tournament stuff a ton this year. Um, I mean, I know who's, who's won and who hasn't and where events have been and things like that. But as far as like going into next year, I haven't really dove into schedules yet. Um, but in reading that, like, um, they're planning on upping the entry fees in the guaranteed payout for the championship each year with, I think it's 2026. Grows substantially every year. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what they're shooting for. And I'll pull it up, but uh, this year it's going to be $200 entry fee. Um, and then it's supposed to go up from there. Um, let me pull this up real quick. Now, so
6: I had my earphones off. Are they going to do the pro series along the regular trail series again?
2: Yeah. 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 So, and I thought it was going to be a separate trail. So, uh, 2022, it'll be $200 for the tournaments, $450 for the championship, Uh, 10% of the field at all Pro Series events and KBF Pro Series championship will get paid. Um, 2023, they're going to bump it to $300 in event, $550 at the championship with a $50,000 first place guarantee. 2024 would be $400 entry fee, $650 championship entry fee, with a $75,000 guaranteed first place, 2025 $500 entry fee for normal events, $750 for uh championship, and then a $100,000 first place guarantee, and then $2026,000 entry fee for regular uh, season events, $2,500 for... Championship entry fee with two hundred thousand dollars guaranteed first
3: place. Wow, that's a lot of
4: rula.
2: That's
4: a lot of dollars,
2: dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Cash
4: rules everything around me. Cream, get the
6: money. (laughs) 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 Gotta make that blue thing. Oh
2: man, I'll be jamming that. Boy, that's my jam. So I read that, and I was like, "That's." pretty stellar for payouts like you're talking however is the participation there and one thing um that they did say because back in 2019 when they did the pro series they said it'll be open to whomever and then after that they were gonna go to uh like top 100 top 150 or whatever would be qualified for the following year Um, which is what they're doing again for this year and then for 2022 what they figured. And I remember hearing Chad talk about this on one of his streams, but the top 100 at the 2021 KBF NC, top 25 for the KBF Challenge Series Championship, top 50 KBF Trail Series Championship top 200 from the kbf trail series ranking top 100 from the kbf trail series ranking they got that in there twice so they were um you know gonna make it a qualification type deal um
0: fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish
2: Yeah, I'm, looking, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm reading because we'll it's kind see. of confusing the way this is all laid out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they're also doing an ambassador series pro open events as well, which what that is, I don't know. Yeah,
4: that's the lower membership fee, and they'll just be able to come and fish those events, those later, pro series yeah. events.
2: Yeah. Okay, so it seems like they're trying to structure it to building towards that and. I remember when I heard Chad talking about that in a podcast that, you know, they figured if they did so many from each one of those events or, uh, you know, AOI standings for the trail, the, you know, the KBFNC, all that stuff, not everybody's going to do it. Right. But, um, you know, that would hopefully become a collective of 100 to 150 200 anglers whatever it may be um you know but in thinking about that do you guys think that's too much because i know back when i fished kbf in 2019 you know the big complaint i heard from a lot of people was well everybody qualifies for the nc you know what i mean like in one way shape or another so is it just going to be kind of the same concept for the pro series so does that null the pro series event however at the same time if you got the cheddar to pay to get into those events i mean yeah you know you got to be pretty serious about it unless i'm hoping
4: it it does some good stuff just like you you know in 2019 i did I, i double dip too i fished the trail and i and I fished the pro series and I signed yep. up to do it in 2020 and then freaking COVID hit you know all that right?
2: Stuff. right
4: um but I would but a lot of people then were still whining about oh that's another that's more money on top of what I'm already spending well, I mean put up or shut up I mean for real right. I mean if you want to fish I mean put the money in yeah. you know well, I mean
6: it, to get those higher payouts, it's gonna require yeah, you more, gotta get there you know. somehow. It's gonna sure. require higher entry fees, you know. So yeah. I'm like I to be honest with you, when you talk about the NC, I wish they would just change that. I wish you would think of a new name for it. Like cause I like the format and make it like qualify for it, but stop calling it a national championship. Um <clears throat> because it's really not, it's almost an opening hoorah
2: for the year call it's it the a- national qualifier
6: or like yeah. i don't know i mean something else just i respect what it is okay i really do because the it's brought a lot of exposure to kayak fishing um it's bought, brought a lot of exposure to those yeah. who won it um it's got a good payout and you know that's all based off you know the fact that there's a crap ton of people But I think that's kind of the lore about it. It's actually, you know, I've known people who like get groups together to go down there, like 20 people deep and get a couple campsites and they have a great time and they have the big expo down there. I just think it should be called something else. And then I think they should have a championship added to the series itself. I'll tell you, it was a, it was
4: a spectacle down there this year. I didn't get to fish it. I got off night shifts and drove down there to support some of the Jackson teammates that made it to the final day. And, uh, it was a, it was quite a sight to see. You know, the uh, the vendors surrounded the the, the stage on the outside of the building, and the chairs were in the middle. Uh, you know, there's quite a few vendors there set up. Uh, they had some really cool stuff going on, man. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. Uh, I mean, it was there. Uh,
3: you know, yeah, and I mean.
2: Cool. <laughs> I know Chad's referred to it, too, as it being like the spectacle of the sport, you know, because so many people qualify and come fish it and things like that. So, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not in any way trying to knock that at all. Um, I just want to be, you know, upfront about that. I'm just trying to, you know, what separates the two, you know, I guess is what I'm trying to get at, you know. Um, I mean, everybody's got, you know, let's be honest opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, you know what yep. I mean? Yep. Um, but I think it's, you know, when you have the constructive um, talks about it, you know, that's that's the way things progress. That's the way things get better. So True,
3: true, true on that.
2: I know Jay told me he's fishing pro series this year.
3: Oh, dude, I'm all over it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm just using seven baits through them all. That's it. Seven baits. That's right. I'm going to throw him on some uh, ugly sticks, too. We're good. He
6: would go there. He'd go there, and he'd be like – Ugly stick. He'd be yeah. like, ha- like I don't know, 15 minutes, in there and then he'd be like, "The hell with this, I'm pike fishing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, the truth of that Another is – like, I'm going to fish for him anyway. Yeah, I'm going
3: to fish yeah. for yeah. him anyway. Yeah. It's like, that's actually happened a few times. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're not know, pike,
4: but they're in the pike family. If you want to go ch- catch a lot of jackfish, chain pickerel, or whatever – Go to the, the semi chain. <laughs> I think I
2: caught seventy of them things the whole time. I was John Big Daddy Ram and Jay's video is frozen. Wait, no, he does speak. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Rusty Hook? I'm just yeah. here to mo- I'm
3: just here to moderate, man. I don't know what you're
2: yeah. talking about. Oh yeah. Well, it, you know, you you just mentioned something, right? Dustin and and this is a conversation i've been having uh, with brad Hurlboss. you you mentioned jackson teammates right and yep. uh um so th- this is a question for everybody right so you you're on a boat team right like you're jackson i'm new canoe jay was jackson um josh okay. you float out of a jackson but you're not on a boat team right sure. so you know us especially being in the podcast realm right we always get questions from people that listen people we run into on the water things like that um and they're like oh i'd love to get into a kayak what what kayak do you recommend i get you know Mm -hmm. and me having a little bit of a, a sales background for a kayak shop i know how i approach that but um you know whether you're on Team Jackson, Team Hobie, Team New Canoe, whatever it may be, and, you know, the potential customer describes, like, what their needs are, and your boat company doesn't uh, necessarily make a boat that you think would fit their needs, but, you know, one of the competitors does. Do you think it's a bad thing if you recommend the competitor's boat, or... Is it, uh, you got to push your brand boat?
3: Well, I think that you're, you're going to have some bias, of course. I mean, you're trying to support, you know, the company you're on, you're going to try to put on, you know, I know I was going to say like Sun Dolphin. Um, no, I mean, it's like, you're trying to get people in those boats too, just to help the company and everything. But the reality of it is, um you know, there's going to be other boats that are going to match other people. It's kind of like when people talk about Hobie and everyone goes, ah, you know, but we all know deep down inside, it's a pretty solid boat. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can get out there, you can do a lot with it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like an ongoing joke. And, it, and I've told people, you know, that talk basically saying or, you know, give you, a, a, you know, every idea for, Jack can't even talk today, but, Basically, they're interested in a boat, and the Hobie fits them. I'm going to be like, you should probably just get a Hobie,
2: you know? Yeah. So, John Rapp said, recommend they test. And I, yeah. I completely agree. That too. Like, Go out and do a demo. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've always said there's no such thing as a perfect boat, but there's a perfect boat for a perfect situation. Yeah. Um, but I've also – I also tell people, and I've said this numerous times on the podcast, like what I like, what Jay likes, what Dustin mm-hmm. likes, what Josh likes – they're all going to be four different things. You know what I mean? So, and and that's just it. Right. And, um, you know, I was having this conversation with Brad and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or anything like that, but Hurl boss. Um, (laughs) but, uh, um, you know, it's one of those things, man, you don't want a guy to come back at you and be like, Man. Man, why the hell did you talk me into this piece of shit? J- yeah, you know, yeah. Like I could, I should have gone and got this boat. You know, and and you bring up a valid point, right, Jay? Like you, you mentioned Hobie. Like me personally, like you couldn't pay me to be in a Hobie. Like I, like and it's it's no knock against Hobie, right? Like yeah. it just doesn't fit my needs. Like it wasn't sure. comfortable for me. Um, I know many people that have Hobies and they absolutely love them it just it wasn't me it wasn't it wasn't uh suitable for me like i got bad knees and doing that whole like the stair stepper stepper thing man like (laughs) that like killed my knees dude um whereas like the cycle motion doesn't which is weird right (laughs) you would think it'd be opposite maybe but um you know it's to each their own you know but uh I just wanted to get your guys' take on that because, like, Brad's like, I feel guilty if I, like, recommend something else. I'm like, dude, you can't feel guilty for that. No, you can't.
4: I mean, you you just really got to tell them, hey, it's their decision anyways. I know I'm biased to Jackson, but, you know, if the dealer they're going to has other brands and there's a demo day, I'm like, man, get in everything and try and find what you like. Don't go – I mean, I can tell you, oh, man, this is great, but it's great for me. It might not be great for you, just like you said earlier. Yeah.
6: I mean, I, I'm, I've never been on a boat team, so I haven't had to really worry about that. And working out of Loveland and doing the shows and stuff, um, somebody was asking me, uh, you know, here's here's my needs, here's my wants, and I'd get as much information from them as I can before I even recommend anything. And nine times out of ten, being, uh, you know, in in a Jackson and knowing their lineup, I often could recommend Jackson just because they cover such a wide spectrum of kayaks. I mean, you got whitewater kayaks, touring kayaks. They've got it all right. They're probably the most diverse overall, the brand, but (coughs) sorry. um, There's a lot of times I've run into issues though, where somebody's like, the seat's not very comfortable. And then I'm like, okay, try this bonafide out. You know what I mean? Their seats are, they're known for having really good seats. So, um you know i've had no issues being like check out strictly sale uh they sell hobbies they sell new canoes they sell old you know my biggest thing is like i you will actually probably leave a more of a positive at that point mark on that customer than a negative one because they saw that you cared enough that you were willing to help them find that kayak regardless of where they bought it from yeah and they could be like hey Check out Loveland. I didn't buy my kayak from there, but they, you know, they really, they're very helpful. They are not biased in, you know, being towards one
2: brand or another. And, yeah. you know, well, yeah. Well, and Richard's I'll... in Richard from Eastport Marina is in the chat real quick. Um, and he, he brought up a great point, which is much like what Josh is talking about. He said, I've called the competition, recommended another product, and made the customer happy. Hopefully that store returns the favor and I know a lot of kayak shops are like that, you know, like, um, I know, uh, you know, the shop I work with Rocktown, um, and then the shop in Madison, what's, uh, I forget the name of it. Rutabaga. 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 Rutabaga (laughs) Rutabaga sports. Yeah. Um, you know, those two shops help each other up because they do carry different brands and they do carry some similar brands. So if one shops out of a particular model they'll send them up there to get it and vice versa you know like that's how these small paddle shops survive is by working together instead of yeah. against each other you know what i mean um true but go ahead jay i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i
3: was gonna say there is a point that like we there's a, a point about this that we didn't talk about either it's usually money is involved right so yeah, sure you, re- you really gotta know somebody's budget and, mm-hmm. and sure. that pretty much alters because not everybody can drop you know two or three 3k you know on a kayak and you know you know most people are like i I hear a thousand a lot yeah sure you know sure i hear a thousand a lot and then like you know of course there's the paddle you know side of things too that you know is included in that but
0: knives machetes saws and shears multi-tools shovels swords axes spears hatchets and tomahawks if it cuts snips slices or chops midway usa has it Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um,
3: you know, it's, I, I got a guy at my work. He's saying that, too. He's like, well, I, I want to do like a thousand bucks. And I'm like... I was like, well, you know, given today's environment, like the demos aren't so readily yeah. available. And I'm like, you know, you're closer to like, well, a, a Jackson Bite or and never mind, this guy's like six right. three. So then I'm like, uh, you're kind of a big Doesn't, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and then I'm like, well, maybe there's like a feel free out there, right? They got what but they got like an eight or nine hundred dollar boat. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean uh maybe it's called like three waters, no, but uh yeah. anyway. I mean, cost is a huge thing, and that's yep. really the starting point for any of this conversation.
2: Yeah. Kevin Willis yep. in the chat yep. brings up a good point, too. He said so many people get into a bad fit kayak as a newbie and have the perception that kayaking is not a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, which you hear a lot of people, you know, like me personally, dude, I had a little 10 foot pelican I used to fish out of, you know, and. Um, and I had a shitty ascend and I'd rather fish out of that Pelican than that ascend. You know what I mean? True. But it, and, and that's the thing too, fit fitting that budget and making yep. sure that that boat is going to fit their needs and be comfortable for them. True. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that's, that's a huge thing too.
6: Dude. And, and, to kind of go a little bit into Dude. that is sorry. I'm like on the verge of coughing at any moment. You were excited. Um, <laughs> you were excited. You're like, dude. Um,
0: dude, dude, dude.
6: So like buying used kayaks. I see people get into used kayaks and they hate them
0: mm.
6: because they found a deal on a nice kayak and they're like, oh, it's a Jackson. You know, like I had a buddy who bought a Jackson. He bought the Cuda 14 mm. for like lake fishing and yeah. like river fishing mainly river fishing
3: no so, yeah
2: dude like uh
6: you want to go of anyways. his kayak every time
3: yeah. we were in nah. the river i was going to say you want to use it up by doo-doo or do you want to yeah. use it up yeah by, that's a good marsh uh, yeah yeah it's, uh, that's
6: uh offshore even possibly you know a little yeah. bit oh yeah and um super narrow boat couldn't stand in it it was yeah. fast
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah.
6: yeah it was a fast kayak but um, not not for fishing dayton ohio waters by True. any means True. so yeah. you know that's the other thing like even if you consider going used still try to get out and find at least try to find something like size wise that you're looking for first you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and then kind of go from there what options do you want yeah. um you know like it's all about Their budget, and then what are you fishing? You know, what are you primarily
3: going to be on? Well, you know what? You know the thing is too is a lot of people don't have the access to a shop. You know, depending where they live too. So when we say demo, demo, demo,
6: yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's real difficult.
3: So they got to make just a choice and be like, all right, you know. And you can watch like a million videos. You know that goes and right. You still getting something, and you're like, you know, man, you know, like perfect example actually to back up what Rob Rap said like one of my, my first like real kayak was like a feel free, you know, in the lure. It's a great stable kayak, but it's a barge. Yeah. You know, it's heavy. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's still, but for an entry level, it's fine, but I moved on, you know, and I got into, you know, by then I was on the Jackson team, but, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like, you're just never going to know. I mean, it's like, you. Just, of course I have access to shops, but I just didn't, I wasn't deep enough to, to have that intellect to, you know, yeah. go, go to rock town and, you know, and check out all their uh, kayaks before I actually made a purchase. But money was also another thing about that. Sure. For 1100 bucks, free shipping, you know, done deal.
2: Yeah. You know
3: what I mean? Uncle Flakey
2: on YouTube brings up a great point too. He said fishing from a kayak low angle might not appeal to dudes used to fishing from boats and a thousand dollar yak won't fix that totally agree true totally agree and i mean it's one of those things you know like when you're uh i guess i bring it up because you know um tis the season for people to start looking at boats for next season and things like that um one thing i will say um i know jackson guys are good for it all our new canoe guys are good for it um you know hobie people folks um every brand even you know, feel free, John wraps on feel free's team. Like look on a lot of the um, websites for these specific kayak manufacturers. And a lot of them have, you know, kayak team members and reach out to one of the guys in your area. Nine times out of 10, if they don't have the boat, you want to demo, they more than likely know somebody in the area that does. We will more than happily yeah. Need you set it up. You yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Sure. I was just Absolutely. about to say that too. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's something too, like don't feel like, you know, if a shop is four hours away and it's hard for you to take a whole day to go out there and demo a boat, look and see if somebody's close to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. um, and I know some shops rent out their demos, like, you know, Rocktown, for instance, you could rent one of their demos for a day, yeah. two days, a weekend. And really put that boat through the pace and um if you end up buying a boat whether it's that one or not whatever you paid in rental they'll take off the actual price of the boat yeah that's how we have a few
4: jackson dealers that do that uh fishing tackle unlimited some others that that do the same thing Uh, they'll you know you'll rent the boat to demo it and then whatever if you decide to buy a kayak i mean they'll apply that rental fee uh, towards your purchase of the kayak which is pretty cool
2: yeah, for yeah. sure. Speaking for
4: sure. of kayak teams, did y'all see uh, Mr. Russ <laughs> announce that he's officially on uh, Team Wilderness earlier today?
2: Russ Snyder's? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's yep. about time. Like, what yeah. the hell was taking so long? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was
4: pretty stoked to see
2: him get on there, too. That's a
4: pretty good deal. That's and cool. Then, uh, there's another hot topic uh, rolling around the internet there about the uh, information highway, the sharing during tournaments and, uh, leading up to like getting outside information, um, <laughs> leading up to the tournaments. That's a, that's a big topic on, uh, on a lot of threads right now.
6: Uh, it's always and, going on. It's been going on for, oh, it's been going on.
4: It's kind of hard to it's control. In the boat world, yep. Like. Yep.
2: Yeah. I, my first introduction to that, or like seeing that firsthand was in the walleye tournament series. Um, yeah. you know, when I was, uh helping pre-fish with my one buddy and things like that. Like uh and that was back when it was run by FLW and it was mm-hmm. highly illegal to be sharing information with other competitors. Yeah. But it still went on. Um, I'm sure it still goes on in in the um the bass boat world and things like that. And like I've even heard things to the extent where there's Anglers that, that fish those higher level events, and I'm not talking specifically in the kayak world, I haven't heard it in the kayak world, but I've heard it in big boat tournaments where anglers will team up and they'll pool their money where um, if they're sharing information during an event yes. and one of them places in the top 10, now they have to give 10%, 20%, whatever yeah. it is of winnings to each one of those mm-hmm. people that were in on that circle. Does that happen in the kayak fishing world? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But if I had to take a guess, uh, I would say 100% it does. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, um, does that make it fair to a guy like that's out there grinding it all on his own?
6: No. Yeah. True. But it's, this is my whole take on tournaments. Like, the instant you get money involved in anything, it goes south somewhat. <laughs> you yeah, know? people
2: are going to do whatever yeah. they can to win. There's,
6: gonna, it's we've seen it already with all the cheating stuff that's happened, and it's not going to ever be pure. Sure, and somebody's sure. always going to be pissed sure. off
2: or upset about something.
0: Yeah. Well, I think
2: where it's pure is. <laughs> is a lot of times at that grassroots <clears throat> level, when you yeah. when you start working your way up into these national events, you got more at stake. There's more reward. At the end of the day, you know people are going to start to do funny things for
6: I, for I mean, that. Even life. the grassroots man, like I've yeah. heard some horror stories about it. You know, like you got grassroots clubs that are running and ha- like you know like a third of the field is involved with the the actual you know tournament itself like whether they're tournament directors or yeah some yeah. kind of committee for it or something like that you know what i mean and who's to say that the same kind of thing doesn't happen they have this group meeting and it's like six or seven of them and they're like well here's last year's waypoints of all the fish that got caught you know on the yeah, tournament true. series or whatever and I, I've I've always been a big believer that if you're running a tournament, you should have no, you should not be allowed to fish it. You know, if you if you have access to that data, you know whether it's Attorney X, Fishing Chaos, I don't care, like whatever it is, whatever way you do it, I don't think you should be allowed to fish yeah. in those tournaments at all.
4: Well, I'll fish, you know, I'll do a, a chasing the tide trout tournament here in the winter, just like I did last February, um, and I do fish it. But yeah I wasn't judging wow. the fish and then I donated if and I placed and I and I rolled my spot to the next person because I just I didn't take the prize but yeah. well, so sure. I wanted to enjoy the competition you know yeah, yeah right. I, I, you know I, I, you know I mean there's, there's obviously a, there.
6: a tasteful way of going about yeah. that you know yeah. and but then there's super sketchy ways too so, <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's you know we've seen a lot of uh, even the grassroots clubs have you know that's where a lot of cheating stuff starts to take place initially. Yeah. You know, you can kind of get away with it a little easier. A lot of just... times,
4: some of the rules are kind of a gray area. I know there are certain trails here in Texas where you're not supposed, supposed to even call anybody that's in the tournament while you're on the water during tournament hours. Yeah. Um, But leading up to the tournament, say you and a group of like five other guys all pre-fished, you know, that three days before the tournament, you all figure something out and you're sharing stuff with each other. I mean, th- there's some conversations about that, say leading up to like a, uh, a big trail championship or something, and then you know, you got a group of guys that are six, seven people, and you're all pulling information. And, and you know, just you know, there's some I know that's goes on. That, that's, not a, that's not that's not that's a no brainer.
3: Yeah, what if you got a buddy that's not doing so good, right? And then, just, and then you and call then, him and say,
4: Hey, come on over here.
3: I'm yeah. smashing up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't know, I don't see no harm in that because. That dude's already having a, or woman is already having a bad day it's crappy like, day yeah yeah and you might you know it might brighten up a little bit they may not win I mean there's always that fluke right right but I mean they still gotta catch the fish right yeah you know you still gotta throw the right presentation the right color and you know yeah. be in the right spot
6: but then at that point you know maybe that guy's like all right here's what I'm throwing here's a bag of them here's some weights you know like
2: yeah, but at the same time, like, so So that's interesting because I was just going to bring this up, you know, back when I used to travel the trail, so to speak, um, you know, there'd be a group of us camping out, and uh, we'd always give a, each other a hard time, and, uh, you know, it was like, did you catch them today? And it was like, yes or no, and, yeah. you know, if 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 you were catching mm-hmm. them, like, it would be like, oh, what'd you get them on? And, you know, you'd either say a fake, like, something that, like, was completely opposite of what you were yeah. using um, or
3: you yeah. would
2: tell them. And, and, like, that was the thing, too. Like, I was usually pretty open. And I'm like, I'm throwing this. I wouldn't yeah. say what I was throwing it around yeah. or, like, give waypoints. Yeah, exactly. Details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know. But, you know, what I throw and what another guy throws um, or us throwing the same bait, we may present it two different ways, yeah. You know, which could be all the difference in the world, you know. But which I've I've is, seen yeah. people share waypoints and things like that, and that gets a little, uh, a little see. That's
6: sketchy. why this is why I also know not tournament fish because I love it when everybody has fun and catches fish. Sure, sure, sure. So sure I'll sure, be sure. like, oh, well, I was right over there, and I was an X, Y, and Z on this, this, and this. You guys want to come over? We'll all go right over there together. <laughs> and let's go, have fun. Because, uh, I mean, so I, right? I would be. I'm awful at it. I'd be like, I'd, and I would probably get my ass kicked every time. I'd probably be sitting in first and be like, "How did I end up in tent? Well, you took half the field with you over there. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of get like, well, your yourself you and be like, "Haha, no, that's the funny thing." Yeah, so the- shit, man. and we always went right over
3: there. <laughs> they Everybody the was, not happy. Know it,
6: it was happy. i They people were
4: happy. You know, is, uh, say you went and smashed them on the first day. And then everybody, then you got like ten more kayaks at the launch the next morning where you're launching from. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's yeah, always yeah. that's always a good one too.
2: Yeah, there's a there's been uh, some some pretty interesting events that have happened over the years in those types of situations yep, for sure. Where uh, I know people have gotten in arguments on the water over spots and things like that. So yeah. you know it yeah. is what it is. But
4: well, how, I mean, like coming to that point there, say like if it's like the third day, you made it to the third round, but you're you're kind of out of reach of that check cashing zone and then the guy that's you're sharing an area with is is you know top ten ish. Are you gonna yield?
1: You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned no matter where I've been,
0: whitetails can be damn true. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
4: You're that spot to that guy. Yeah, I mean, if I was
6: definitely like. And the guy was point.
2: already fishing that spot? Yeah, if y'all were kind of in the same area uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
6: i'd let him have it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'd say That's go just, for it it'd be, for sure you know, just the curt you know courteous thing to do but yeah now if he's in a bass boat and i don't oh. give a shit if he's in the <laughs> elite series at this point i will be like
4: <laughs> no i'm talking about another guy like, go find it. a
6: new spot man <laughs> yeah. oh i'm fishing for money me too Yeah,
4: me too maybe buddy. mine's
6: on a hundred grand it's the- Five
3: hundred dollars, but yeah, <laughs> that's when you bu- that's when you bust out the musky beats uh, and just start and you did,
6: Yeah, dude, and then you're just like, mm, but I really need a five hundred bucks, man. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, right,
6: all right <laughs> all right. I can't get a hold of enough yeah. gas.
2: Josh Josh has got to support his skyline chili dog. Head. Right, yeah. <laughs> skyline chili dog.
6: Kids
4: Is that like kids like a wiener
6: stencil or something no it's just chili dogs the, oh. man, I've, I've been <laughs> eating chili dogs like guess, my duty like in the past freaking year i ate them tonight brian it's hilarious oh, except i got i got like queen city sausages like um, they're like from cincinnati so
2: uh uncle Flakey says uh just yesterday i told the dude to fish my spot i was bank fishing and he hooked up in a minute on my vid. I think structure knowledge, especially to a person who didn't know a lake, is powerful info. Totally agree to that. Um, like, like for instance, like you come out here to my home lake, and Josh has fished it, Jay's fished it, Doodoo needs to get up here and fish it. But what is they? There is some some sunken structure out in the lake, and if you don't know where it is, um you're not going to catch any fish if you're fishing that deeper, deeper water. Right. Like we've, the three of us have all seen that. Like yeah, if you got yeah. on those brush piles, um, They're you're not brush not piles,
6: up. bro. Those are full grown trees.
2: <laughs> like, If
6: you don't see those on, on your imaging, like you need to go just throw your electronics in the garbage. Yeah.
2: But that's, that's the thing, right? Like if you don't have some kind of imaging, and you got just like some kind of like cheap chirp sonar that's not necessarily showing up you know and if you're not on that structure um you know you're not catching fish
3: i'm sure makes. i'm sure over by you it looks like a christmas tree under there too i'm talking about the ornaments that are loud lures Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I've, I've lost a couple.
2: <laughs> I I probably got a couple hundred bucks down there underwater. I've yeah. actually had thoughts of learning how to scuba dive Dude. and going there down go. to retrieve every lure that's hey. on those brush piles. And we could probably open a small bait shop for sure. I'm so not sweet. doubting that one, man.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but... Uh, all interesting topics tonight, man. Uh, yeah, we'll sure. we'll close it up with final thoughts. So we'll uh, we started with Dustin, so we'll we'll start with you again, man. Final thoughts, man. What's coming up? All that good stuff, brother.
4: Oh, what's coming up? Let's see. Um, we do have a uh, Southeast Texas Kite bass league has a, a Toads for Tots charity tournament on December the 11th. Nice. Which that evening uh, we will be celebrating at my house uh my fiftieth birthday. It is the ninth. Oh, I'll be, I'm all, I'll be on night shifts that night. I might try to chime in on the OG show that Thursday night, the 9th of December. So I, I, I hit that milestone of five zero. Look at that lizard.
2: That's crazy, man. You don't
3: look a <laughs> yeah. day over forty, bro. Shoot, man, that boy. Oh, the boy hurting. <laughs> look at Man, he, he's so dusty. I'm like. It's getting yeah. some on me over here i know
4: right <laughs> old crusty old dude yeah man <laughs> just uh looking forward to some uh december the 4th um is the artificial showdown that's the uh, the speckled trout tournament where all the solid guys in the boats fish it that we got 30 nice. in last year in kayaks and we'll be fishing that again this year with uh uh, uh my jackson teammate popis um chris castro next level fishing i think ram garcia is going to be joining us again uh, so, yeah, there'll be a group of four of us fishing against the boats again. Nice. And see if we can uh, pull off a podium there. And then uh, I think that's about it. And Looking forward to January. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Willis. Do you kicking up?
2: Kevin Willis said, Dustin, you're halfway to 100. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Kevin
4: Willis. Ah, <laughs> Kevin's a good dude, man. Fish with him. Uh, fish, fish against him on a lot of the redfish trails and saltwater tournaments. Uh, nice. Solid anglers there. Good
2: uh, okay, kid, man. Good dude.
4: That's about it, waiting on the new year uh, to kick off. And, uh, you know, we'll have a few more podcasts before our little uh, Christmas break. And then uh, be ready for Ring In 2022
2: with a bang. Boom. Josh, final thoughts. I don't know. Everybody
6: have a safe year, man. Happy <laughs> holidays. Like you know, I don't. I don't do cool shit like Doodoo does, man. I'm uh, <laughs> pretty come boring. Dude, I've been fishing less than ten times this year, so oh man, it's been a rough one. But you know, um, I'm just getting my feet back up underneath me and spending time with my kids and stuff. So, um yeah. Next year, you know, once everything gets a little bit more stabilized and, um it uh it, it's gonna be interesting i was t- i think i was talking to brad with this in one of our pods and um i think my kind of goal next year is i've thought about doing a grassroots trail but um with the time with my kids and stuff like that and having them as often as i do uh i think it might be a little difficult because it was kind of funny as i found that most of those tournaments always seemed to fall when i had It was you know my weekend to have them. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably (laughs) do a couple here and there, but I really actually want to try to go. My plan this year was to travel, travel more, um, to go some, go camping more, and you know because when you camp you can save a lot of money as opposed to staying in like a house or a hotel, Mm -hmm. and um, knock down that cost of it. But go fish some places that. I haven't fished yet, or I really enjoy like Sinclair or something like that. Um, get down south some. I really want to go down south. I want to go to like Texas or come Alabama. On. You know, I, I said something about it on the pod, and <laughs> the, like Dan Perry was uh chatting me like, dude, I'm ready for you to come down, man. Let's go to Gunner'sville uh thanksgiving day weekend you know he's like and he sends me a link for air and b&b and i'm like it's two <laughs> weeks away bro like <laughs> as much as i would love yeah. to go i don't have the vacation time yet for it so and uh it was just it's too quick and uh but i, I really really want to get into videotaping yeah uh, you know doing some video stuff for nice. so i have a, a buddy who has a nice drone here uh, his name's dylan He's got a hell of an eye uh, for photography as well. And um, I think he'd be a fun person to kind of work with and get out on a couple trips and just have a good time. And you know the crazy group I run with. Oh, here, yeah. like Mike Grimsley and Chris <laughs> Anderson. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you haven't met Dylan and his brother yet, but they're, they're good dudes too. So, um, you know, and then we got Brad here and the rest of the Ohio crew. There's a lot of sticks around here. Heck yeah. um, a lot of fun people to fish with too so yeah
4: right on i got a drone, got a drone in my on my site soon too
2: <laughs> i've been utilizing mine pretty good um i like it j j had his before me and seeing what he could do with his yep. man like it kind of lit a fire in my ass and then i saw a great deal for a refurbished one on amazon and i was like how can i not buy this you know yeah. <laughs>
4: so, yep. um, like, that's on my list right now
2: yeah sure. i think it was i think i paid like 300 bucks for like the Flymore package for oh, the dude, mavic like, mini
4: those are like what 5.99 i believe or something like that yeah, yeah usually yeah. like no
2: i think they're like six or seven six normally. or seven right yeah but i mean the thing was br- like brand new yeah so. yeah Mr. Randall, final thoughts, yeah. my friend. Uh,
3: if you're uh joining the Red Army or the Orange Army this uh this weekend, be safe. We'll be nice. out there with you. Don't shoot us. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I just think of last year when those guys like somebody blasted at 308 or whatever that was, like towards my way. I was like, What the you know? I was like, I think I'm gonna get up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> but uh yeah, no, man, it's, uh, you know, just uh, have a safe uh, – well, we're going to talk more, but, you know, Yeah. New, New Year's coming up. Everybody be safe and everything. and Have a good yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh, um, yeah,
2: I guess we should mention that. Next weekend's Thanksgiving, we're yeah. probably not doing a show. Yeah,
4: that's yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving evening would be the OG. Yeah, yeah, turkey yeah. yeah.
2: Edition. OG.
3: That ter- I mean, you I, I'm game. Why I'm game. You do if it? you guys. Are.
2: Do
6: it. But like, get everybody on at like 10 p.m. If you, Dude, I'd be oh, like, like half asleep. awake. I'll be asleep, asleep already, or I'll be fishing. i yeah. yeah. will be his sitting his in my stroke. chair
2: like this, like, oh, I just hold, <laughs> my yeah. God. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, try shoot for 8 p.m. That'd be funny. Yeah, we'll think about that. We'll think about that. But uh, anything else, Mr. Randall? No, I'm good. All right, He's thank good. you, thank you. Keep yeah, that so, keep cultivating
4: uh, that mustache. Thanks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, great,
2: great <laughs> conversation MPI. tonight. Um, you know, we did mention our Christmas break. Uh, the last show of the year um, is going to be the 12th with Dustin with Chasing the Tide we may throw a couple like extra shows in there, like live shows like this, uh, right around Christmas. Uh, we always try to do something around Christmas, things like that. Don't miss Mondays with into the
0: blue brought to you by Academy sports and outdoors every Monday night from seven to 10 PM. Eastern on waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor
2: entertainment. Um, and then our first week back, uh full-time with the podcast will be bass fishing for noobs on monday january 3rd so um it's it's pretty insane man like uh this is episode what 305 yeah yeah 305 so we're gonna be yeah for for just 2021 which is pretty crazy we've all like worked really hard this season i know everybody's like just like looking forward to that break and uh just just hitting the reset button and all that stuff. So huge shout out to all the Paddle and Fin hosts, man, that have been grinding it out all year long. Like we've produced a lot of content. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, also on the docket, uh, we announced that Bass Thumbs Fishing podcast. Sean Shane Lamont, uh was was bringing his podcast over to Paddle and Fin. His first episode is going to go up tomorrow afternoon should be live around noon central time um so be sure to check that out um i know he's got greg greg blanchard on there and uh one of the aoi winners for one of the california trails it's mostly west coast based um so there will be some interesting conversation in there as well and then yeah you are you
6: Uh, to get that west coast presence finally
2: yeah I can, dude. Yeah, I agree. Deal. I agree. There's been that huge divide, and I think uh, it. this is one of those stepping stones to bring everybody together for sure. So yeah. I was super excited when we uh, brought him on. So um, be sure to check out his show tomorrow. Uh, it'll go live at noon. And then um, uh, what else? I know we've had a lot of questions about the Dale Hollow event for next spring. We're working on that. Uh, as soon as oh, we have yeah. the dates, that'll be announced. Um, is that going to be our meetup or is that going to be like for everybody? Uh, I'm, I'm looking
4: forward to all of us getting together again like next it, year.
2: It'll, it it'll probably be both. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, yeah. If you want one in your channel box windows to show live fish, let me know. I stick the live camera. All right, all right, I got it. All right, Uncle Flaky. All right,
5: Flaky. Flaky. All
2: right, Flaky. We'll, we'll, we'll hit you up, bro. We'll yeah, hit you bro. up. Um, so yeah, a uh, lot of cool stuff happening. Um, year's not over yet. We're getting there. Um, if we don't have a show next week, I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, get to spend time, some quality time with family and friends, and uh, eat plenty of food and all that goodness. And like Jay yeah. said, if you're in the orange army and you're getting out there this weekend, uh, be safe. Uh, play it smart. If it's brown, it's down. <laughs> Fill the freezer. Yes, uh, yes, yep. Looking forward to it. And yes, please do not shoot me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's why I'm bringing my tree stand, so I can get up off the ground a little yeah. bit. So, but. I'll be uh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I'll, I'll be easier to pick off out of the tree rather yeah, than yeah. on the ground maybe yeah, i want obstructions. yeah but uh <laughs> yeah so i appreciate everybody tuning in tonight we will catch you guys on the next one as always boys and girls tight lines smooth
0: battle peace i'm will cooper and you're listening to hunt stands make your mark podcast on the waypoint podcast network Stick around as I bring you more stories and
2: interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the
4: woods and in life.
0: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
4: Yeah, baby.
2: 6-8 Western.
0: I'll be over there,
2: baby. Right there.
0: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.